Hi, my name's Anne, and I come from a family of pickers. Welcome to the Child Whisper Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Tuttle, author of the best-selling parenting book, The Child Whisper. I'm with my co-host, Anne Tuttle-Brown. My four-year-old type 3 son chews on his fingernails, and my six-year-old type 1 daughter puts her fingers in her mouth or chews on her hair. How can I help them move forward and leave these bad habits behind? Their father was a nail biter as a child, and I messed with my hair and put it in my mouth as a child too. How to break a child's bad habit. I think it's interesting that in this parent's question, she actually identified something that I think is really important to see when it comes to these tendencies with physical habits like nail biting, hair pulling, putting hair in mouth is it's generational. There's a generational tendency that is passed down in the family system. We see it in my Yeah. Hi, my name's Anne, and I come from a family of pickers. <laughs> That's right. I picked my nails and bit my nails. My brother does. My father did. I don't know any I don't know about my grandparents beyond that. It, there is a generational bigger picture tendency that is. So the new, why you want to understand that is don't just target your child. See, wow, we're, this pattern's going on to the next generation here. What's triggering that? And it, well, partly because it's, uh, when you notice when they do it, when are they doing this? Are they tired? Are they stressed? Are they anxious? I would do it when I was anxious, feeling anxiety. It was a way that uh, I would express that energy by picking at things. And that anxiety isn't being dealt with. Now, my mom, it would have been really supportive if my mother had noticed I was picking, picking little sores on my face, picking my nails. This goes way back to when I was, you know, three, four years old that this started. If she had tuned into what's causing the stress, my mother wasn't proactive that way. She just corrected it a lot. She Stop tried picking. to correct what would she do? Would she slap your hands? Or yeah, she she'd move my hand down. Like she'd actually take, and in public places too. She did this to me when I was like 45. <laughs> she slap her? <laughs> I started one. Type three. You're like, oh yeah, you want to see someone pick? <laughs> it was very shaming. I, what I was able to recognize when it was happened in my adult years was how much shame I felt. Well, you yeah, it happens when you're how 43. Bad it felt, you go which right makes back you to want to just three. pick more. Yeah, because you're feeling so shameful about mm -hmm. it. And so correcting it is, it's difficult to correct that kind of that tendency without it feeling shameful to a child. So what's a better way? Because you were a picker as well. And then Katie, see, we're talking about four generations here now that we've was identified your mom a picker? this pattern. She picked her foot. Pick I mean, she'd lay in her bed at night <laughs> and she had all this dry skin on her heel. Yeah, and she'd pick at that. It was like a nightly ritual. Mm -hmm. Come to think of it, got it on both sides, you know. <laughs> so when Katie, let's approach this from Katie's experience. Okay, so she started, she would get little sores on her face either from just like a bump or she would, um, a, a small scratch and then it would, and she, she wouldn't would leave it, it alone. She would make it bigger and she would often pick at it while she was falling asleep because she, I think as a type three, she just wanted something to do with her hands. Mm -hmm. That's so when she, I did it as a mm -hmm. child. My mother actually taped gloves on my hands when I was like four years old. Wow. So I wouldn't pick at night. So I saw this and I'm mm -hmm. like, 
Oh, man. And I know I try at that age, I tried to explain to her, like, cause and effect. Like, this is just going to make it worse. But that wasn't enough to keep her from, like, the picking. I think it was mindless. I don't know if it was, like, an expression of anxiety for her. It was more just, like, keeping her hands moving. Well, I saw it as a generational pattern that hadn't cleared enough that she was being uh, basically a byproduct of. That's when I mentioned to you, we should clear this. Mm -hmm. We should do a proxy clearing for her. We worked with the energy first rather than focusing on just Katie. So you and I, I took you through a clearing process where it was focused on this pattern and tendency of picking that's been in our family system. I teach this kind of resource and I support people with this kind of work at healwithcarol.com. It's a new offering I have in the world that allows you to do healing sessions and clearing sessions online. There's a huge, wonderful index of resources, and there could be clearing for anxiety. I teach you how to create your own clearings, clearing Clearing for for picking, clearing for fear, sadness, anxiety. And so as you approach this in the bigger picture scheme of things, that we're going to open this energy because this is energy's driving the behavior, and it will shift. And then you can start to work with a more targeted approach in helping them stop and change the behavior because there's more open energy to do it. Mm-hmm. So that was the first step that we did mm-hmm. together as, as a parent. And then with Katie, I thought, you know, I just, you came up with a really great statement. My fingers and hands are for creating, not for picking. And so I would say that with her and enroll her in like choosing into that when she would start to pick, remember? Like, and I would say, what wonderful things can your hands create? Mm-hmm. And we'd kind of talk about that rather than just the correction of the stopping. And then I would also use preventative measures. I would put a Band-Aid on her face right. so she couldn't access the sore, put Neosporin on it, and I'd continue to teach her why we want to do this. And and also, do you want to wear a Band-Aid to school? Let's try and stop so it doesn't get worse. And mm-hmm. so, and I think she's kind of just grown out of it a little bit as well as she's gotten a little older. But definitely at that age three and four, it was consistently she had a little sore on her face that she mm-hmm. was. And I am a picker. I pick my face. And I really try and not do it, especially when my kids are around because I don't want them to see me doing that. Uh, I am no longer. I am a uh, recovered congratulations. picker. Congratulations. <laughs> One thing I did that stopped it from my, it was just such a lifelong habit to pick at my nails. I wear acrylic nails yeah, and I don't you pick. you used a preventative measure. You know, yeah, it, I don't have any temptation to mm-hmm. pick at all. And I no longer, I've told you for years, don't lean into the mirror. Don't get close. <laughs> So when you, when get you go close, to a hotel, put a, away in it. put a towel over that magnifying, that magnifying mirror, mirror. <laughs> never even look at it. Yeah, but I think the, the, the key here is understand this is a bigger pattern, probably been operating in your generations. We have resources to help you clear that. And then again, then enroll them in a loving and supportive way how you want to support them yeah. in changing this. And habit. I would say, like, we had these conversations outside of that immediate picking moment, like, you know it's an issue. Talk about it when it's not happening so it's not just she you wasn't moving around. their hands. Yeah, yeah, but then when we brought her into the conversation about my fingers are for creating, not for picking, it was not in that moment, the first initial conversation. Right. Because if you're just trying to correct that behavior and have that conversation, then it could be, you know, they could be embarrassed, put on the spot. And so have that conversation outside of this of what, how would you like me to respond and support you in this? Yeah. And then the child can offer feedback depending on what age they're at. So that you have a good mutual response that's supportive for both. I agree. So in your parenting practice this week, 
Notice if what you're currently doing could be shaming your child because if they're feeling shamed, it's actually provoking the bad habit. It's actually creating more stress and anxiety to continue because most of these habits are driven from nervousness, stress, anxiety, but the bigger influence is the generational side of it. The second step to your parenting practice is to enroll them in a loving and supportive way to change this habit. So it feels like it's love supporting the correction and the change rather than shame energy. And it might take more time than you might want to invest in it. It wasn't an overnight success with Katie and her picking tendency. In fact, how many months did that take mm-hmm. your uh, your willingness to support yeah. a change? Probably six months. Yeah. And so you were just having to be patient with that. Mm-hmm. And notice again where the third step is, what do you do of a like manner? Try not. <laughs> try Intend to cr- go join the heat. Are you a Healing Center member? I can help you clear that picking tendency. (laughs) And I've had insights, actually, as to why I do it and what provokes it. And so it's been interesting. And I I think in a short time, I'll be able to say I'm a recovered picker as well. rather than a closet picker now. (laughs) That's right. I I am. I've moved from a open to a closet picker. Yeah, you're the closet picker. My children see this because, you know, I've told them to stop. So I would like to support you in becoming a recovered picker. Thank you. At the... Carol Tuttle Online Healing Center. Go to healwithcarol.com. But your children often are showing you really what's never been healed in your family. There's a pattern that's ongoing generation to generation. That's see it why, as a gift and opportunity. Yeah, see it as better. like, wow, they're showing us something here. I'm going to, rather than just correct them, I want to open up this whole energy so it's no longer an influence in our family system. So check out the Healing Center. We've given, your, we've given you the parenting practice you're doing a great job as a parent. Another opportunity in practicing support for yourself this week is to recognize how well you're doing. Take some time and reflect on that. You're a great parent. If you're listening to us, you're only becoming a better parent when you apply these practices. Are you applying the practices? They're simple. There's many opportunities each week. Make sure you follow through on them because you're going to see amazing outcomes over the time as you continue to practice. Thanks for listening. For more support, go to thechildwhisper.com where you can purchase the book, subscribe to our weekly parenting practice email, and find a transcription and audio of the Child Whisper podcast. If you're listening on iTunes, thank you for leaving a review. If you have a parenting question, please send it to parenting at liveyourtruth.com.